And that is Steve McGee from our own News 9 up in Oklahoma City, part of Griffin Media. Steve, I know you were traveling all day yesterday. Thanks for the time. I know it can be a really grind. It's a grind being on the road all the time, isn't it? I just found out that tomorrow Saturday with your schedule with OSU and OU playing them, and you lose track. Honestly, you do. You lose track of what day it was. I don't know how many times I've been to an NBA arena in the media room. I'm like, oh, Monday night football. It's Monday. You just kind of forget because it's, non- it's nonstop. Also, old age has a lot to do with that as well. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, th- I didn't get into like 610. And on this trip we just had, I had a whole bunch of like 6 a.m. and 630 flights. And it was like, and they said, hey, we'll have someone else cover it. <laughs> Take your time. So I got to sleep in. Uh, that, that, you know what? Every now and then, that's nice. But it, the travel was brutal for the Thunder on the back-to-back. They got to Portland at, what, 3 a.m.? Yeah, uh, well, back home from for the Portland game, about 3 a.m. Yeah, yeah the, uh, you know, they left Miami. It's about a uh, three hours and 20 minutes direct flight for them. So, uh, obviously, they got in and, and went right to bed, I would hope, and slept mm. in until, like, about 1 o'clock. So that, that's a tough one. That, 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 that's the longest uh, flight time I've seen for back-to-back so far in the nine years I've been covering them. We had a uh, San Antonio and Cleveland one time, and even then I was like, wow, that's a distance. Yeah. But it's going to happen to Orlando. Orlando plays tonight in Miami. Then they fly later tonight to come play here in Oklahoma City on Saturday. So. Yeah. They were doing the same thing. All right. So last night, very impressive. On one thirty nine to seventy seven, outscore them in the paint seventy to thirty. Out rebound them, shot well, held them to nothing. Shea had a great night. But you know, I want to talk about Josh Giddy a moment. Thirteen, twelve, and ten, the triple double. And I know, you know, since everything started and all the, you know, the what's going to get worked out with the underage girl and all that. And I, quite honestly, I'm not sure where that is. He seemed to struggle a little bit. Caught a little bit of that back last night. Do you think there's pressure? I mean, is, do you see a little of that weighing on him, Steve? Uh, they had an effect on them for sure. First, the booing started in Minnesota over a month ago, and uh, you know, and for whatever reason, which you know, Miami, there was no booing at all. That was the first time he's had a road game where there was no booing every time he touched the basketball because he heard it in D.C., heard it in Atlanta, he heard it in Brooklyn, and all the games before that, starting with Minnesota over a month ago. But for some reason, no booing in Miami last night. So that had an effect on him, I'm sure, for several weeks. You know, it'd be easier, better for him to answer. But um, I think he's learning to deal with it, and it, he had another good game. And he's been close to some triple doubles mm-hmm. over the last couple of weeks, needing a rebound or an assist to get the job done. But uh, he's a solid player. He's he's working through it. And uh, yeah, like like you said, I don't have, have much information off the court. You know, I'll just when it comes, it comes. Mm-hmm. So. Um, for now, just uh, you know, watch him play on, on the court, and um, you know he's playing well. And he, he, obviously, you know his shooting is not where it needs to be, not yet anyway. Even though he was knocking down some threes for a while, but he's a great facilitator. He gets he, he can find the open guys with the pass, and he can rebound pretty well. As, obviously with his triple-double. So uh, he continues to trend up right now. It's good to see. Yeah, Shea said last night he's an elite passer, there's no doubt. Talking to Steve McGee, the Thunder dedicated reporter here on the Blitz 1170. It's 838 on your Friday drive to work, and Steve, yes, it is Friday. Uh, Chet, 19 last night. How have you seen him kind of improve and, and roll along? I mean, first real action for a long period of time. What are you seeing? I mean, better than expected for me. And I was worried about that foot injury. I think I've, I've mentioned that before. You know, it's like, oh, is this going to be one of those lingering is- injuries for the rest of his career? And, you know, knock on wood, 
it hasn't been an issue at all. It just, uh, you know, some days are better than others for him on the court. He's still learning, uh, trying to figure out how to guard uh, big men and other players in the league. But I think he's done extremely well. He's exactly what they wanted, someone with height that could block some shots, also knock down some threes at his height, and uh, better than expected. You know, he's up for rookie of the year. We thought it was going to be Victor in, in the Spurs, and Victor's having, a, I think, a solid month. So he may win rookie of the month for January, but Chet's won the first two. But um, Chet's not really worried about winning, winning rookie of the year. He just wants to get better, and he wants to help this team win and make a run here in the playoffs. But I, I've been impressed with him, and he's he's been a difference. I think that's one of the reasons why they are 26-11. and 11 having him on board and if they had him last year they probably would won at least four or five more games yeah i would think so and then we'll talk about jalen williams in a moment at eight thirty nine here on the blitz eleven seventy, bryce Hall has a question yeah steve staying on chet um i saw that in the recent all-star voting he was a, a number nine among the western front court players uh, it's probably going to be a long shot he might end up being you know an injured reserve guy but w- what do you think the likelihood is that he could f- crack into that uh all-star lineup Oh, that'd be impressive in year number one. Uh, he needs some more votes. I think today is triple voting. So if Thunder fans out there want to vote, I think the vote counts as three. So that's pretty good. And the voting, I think, ends January 20th before the All-Star game in Indianapolis. Definitely for sure he'll be in the Rising Stars game. Uh, but he's, he's making a run at the All-Star game. So he's going to be in Indianapolis one way or the other for All-Star weekend. But um, I would say right now he's probably got about a 25% chance. The voting would have to uptick, but he could also be brought in by the coaches as well. Yeah. And uh, Mark, Mark is up for uh, Western Conference coach. It's a team whoever's in the first in the West, and right now they're tied with Minnesota for the best record in the West. So right now, you know, it could be Mark saying, hey, I want my guy. I'm going to bring Chet. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. That, that'd be fine. Yeah, it would. would that would be impressive. Yeah, oh, God, yeah. That would be impressive. Especially when you you're only a couple, couple years after, you know, East. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of that, sheesh, well, I was <laughs> last night's game reminded me of a game in Portland. I think I've mentioned this before too. It was a it was on a Saturday night. I think it was Giddy's rookie year, third quarter in the Thunder in Portland, down by like fifty eight points, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, get this game over with." So I, I could see how Portland was wanting to get that game over with last night. It's just it just wasn't their night. Yeah, no doubt. I mentioned Jalen Williams. He had the last night again, 21. He seems to be right there every night. You know, it's almost hard, at least for me, and I don't see him certainly nearly as much as you do, to look at all the pieces and pick one most important. Certainly, Shea's the best player out there. But any guy you take off, it's like Jenga. I, how, how much does this stay, continue to stand? Is this as good a team as you've seen in a while? Uh, for the Thunder? Yes. Or just, uh, yeah, since probably the uh, Chris Paul, Steven Adams era that last year, you know, when they finished up in the bubble, they may be a little bit better than that. I think they have a better bench. In fact, I know they have a better bench. This, I think this is the best bench they've had since the team moved here. Uh, I mean, that's up for debate, but uh, I think it's pretty deep. And, uh, you know, they have two guys in the G League that are performing well, and Usman Jang and Keontae Johnson, they both got to play last night. So they have, they have a lot of quality players in their team. It's just it's a struggle right now to get playing time for all these guys. And Mark does a good job of shuffling everybody in and out, trying to keep everyone fresh. You know, Mitchie again played again last night. He's a great facilitator when it comes to passing the basketball. He can knock down – he's a smart player, obviously, at 29 years old. I think he's 29, 29 or 30, but he, he, he looks like he's been there, done that for a while. So that's a great addition for them in the offseason. Um, 
I mean, people are saying, what do they need to trade for? And like, I, I mean, right now you're first in the West and unless there's an entry happening, there's really no pressing need to make some type of trade unless it's somebody they really coveted and, and the trade makes sense. Yeah. A couple more minutes here with Steve McGee, dedicated reporter following the Oklahoma City Thunder, part of Griffin Media, of course, News 9 in Oklahoma City. It's 843 here, Rick Corey, along with Bryce Hulls. I want to go back to Coach Dagnall for a second. I don't know him at all. I only see him in the news conferences and all. But he just seems so measured, so under control all the time. Is that him most of the time, Steve? Yeah, from what I can see, yeah, I'm sure he. Yeah, I'm sure behind closed doors he gets on his players when he has to. But there's a fine line between that, and he he seems to be perfect with it. You know, you know, some coaches are just. <laughs> I'll I'll keep the coach uh, anonymous, but I remember one time walking down the hallway in the visitors' locker room. This was a couple of years ago. I could hear the coach yelling <laughs> in the locker room at his team. And of course, later that year, that coach got got the boot so um he is not that type of guy if he if he's if he's doing that then something really bad went wrong and i don't foresee that happening at all but he's a he's a mild-mannered coach he'll get after a ref and he's got a technical on the road you know he thought there was traveling called and and they didn't call it so you know he's not going to be quiet and just let the game happen but you know he is a uh, just a perfect guy to have a great X's and O coach. He draws up great plays out of timeouts and more times than not, it works in an inbound pass. There you go. Two points. So, um, and he's not, he's not shy to I call a timeout one minute, minute and a half into the game. If he doesn't like what he sees and he'll, he'll call another timeout again, a couple of minutes later, if it's still not course corrected as he calls it, uh, get the car back on the road or get their fastball as he was. Well, some of those is his saying that he does in post game or pregame, but, uh, a great coach. I'd love to see him uh, win Coach of the Year. I think it's much deserved uh, with the, the, the one of the youngest teams in the NBA, and they, right now they have one of the best records in the NBA. So that's that's definitely Coach of the Year worthy. Is this record surprising to you, or considering how much you'd seen them grow? And keeping in mind that we thought Chet would play well, even though you said it's even better than you thought, or are they a little better than you thought? Uh, I think they're a little better than what I thought. Uh, you thought maybe Jalen, J-Dub, would have like a sophomore slump a little bit. That's, <laughs> that hasn't been the case at all, and I don't foresee that happening. Um, obviously, it comes down to injuries. Uh, they haven't really sustained any. No one's been out for a long period of time. That's really been a benefit. That's hurt some other teams. Jamal Murray was out for a while for Denver, so – you got to take advantage of that stuff. And uh, it was just interesting. If they play 500 basketball or even just – if they go just 22 and 23 the rest of the season, they would still finish up with a 48 and 34 record. That That's that's a good record. <laughs> that's obviously in the playoffs. So we're, li- we're looking at a team here that uh, is on their way to potentially winning more than 50 games this year. That's impressive. It is. Is this one of those moments where we all step back and go, okay, Sam Presti, you were right. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he was right. You know, and uh, it's it's not an exact science. It's uh, you know he's had some draft picks that haven't worked out, but that draft two years ago where he got uh, Chet at number two, and then picking up Jalen later in the lottery, and Usman Jang is developing. You know, Usman is a guy that there's so many guys on the team, it's hard to get him playing time. So he's been playing a lot for the Oklahoma City Blue and playing well. So he got to play a little bit last night. So. That was such a great draft for them. And uh, picking up Case and Wallace, moving up to number 10 last summer, that, that's been beneficial. He's been better than expected. He can hit the corner three. He can play good defense. He's just uh, he, Mark's not afraid to put him in there as a rookie. 
because he he doesn't play like a rookie. So that's a solid pick. So Sam has done extremely well right now putting this team together. And, you know, as we know, he's got a boatload of draft picks and second-round picks. And so he can almost do pretty much anything he wants. But uh, right now they're just trying to see what they have. They don't really need anything, as I said, since they're tied for the you know number one record in the West. Good to be the king, isn't it? There's no doubt about that. Well, hey, look, I hope you enjoyed sleeping in, and I know you get right back to it, that grind on the road. Remember, always have a calendar so you know what day and where you are. I do, I do. I'm I'm, I'm already dreading my 6.30 a.m. flight to L.A. on Sunday. <laughs> Hopefully we can get the plane out of here since, uh, you know, Alaska moved into Oklahoma this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, hey, you're going to L.A. It's not so bad out there. Steve, it's always a pleasure. Thanks yeah. very much. All right, take care. You betcha, Steve.